Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on Six Cent Sports Radio, SixCentSports.com, and the Odyssey app. I certainly hope that if you are out and about today that you are driving safely. I got to work A-OK. Rob did as well. We will take you up until 5 o'clock today. We are off an hour early because K-State is in the Eastern time zone. They are on the road at West Virginia, so we are off one hour earlier than we usually are. This will be the only show this week that will hindered due to Royals baseball, Big 12 basketball, whatever. We will have our normal shows Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We will have Patrick Mahomes join us on the show today in the 3 o'clock hour. We also will have Peter King. For my money, we have the best quarterback in the NFL joining us today on the show and the best sports writer covering the NFL. Really excited to get ready for Saturday's game against the Miami Dolphins in the wild card round. We got a lot to get into, starting with Chris Jones and him meeting with the media just a few hours ago. But before we do any of that, take it away, Rob. Pizza time on the drive. Dial me up right now. Caller number six wins a pizza. 913-586-7610 from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They have a new spot in Waldo, plus locations in OP, Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. So Carrington, whether you're looking for a whole pie or maybe just in the mood for a slice or two, be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza. T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors for the playoffs. Number one, I need you listening each day at 2 o'clock here on 610 Sports Radio. I also need you to tell one friend. You don't have to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City, if you want to hear Patrick Mahomes, you also want to hear Peter King. I would keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. Earlier today, Chris Jones, as he's been doing every week this season, met with the media to talk about the game and also had this 
to say about Saturday as it could possibly, potentially be his last home game as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs? Could be my last uh, last game in Arrowhead. Who knows? You know, but most importantly, we got a game to play. We're trying to make a deep run in this playoffs, and if it is my last time, then we got to make it worthwhile. This is how I would like to start today's show, with a general question that I don't know if I'm qualified to answer. I don't know if Rob is qualified to answer it as well. I think it is something that Chiefs Kingdom and Chiefs fans have to be able to answer this question. I have been here long enough to know that there are certain players that have played with this organization that you guys love unconditionally. Patrick Mahomes is one of those players. Travis Kelsey is one of those players. I would say Jamal Charles is one of those players. Derek Johnson. Like, there is a tier system based on how you guys feel about certain individuals. Even in the middle of this incredible run by the Kansas City Chiefs, you can still see Jamal Charles jerseys when you go out to the stadium. You would still see a Derek Johnson jersey, Derek Thomas. Like, there are tier one special chiefs that there is even a separation in the chiefs ring of honor. I wonder if Chris Jones is in that category. And if you guys are going to feel that way about Chris Jones, if this is his potential last game at Arrowhead, that's not to say that the chiefs are going to lose or could be eliminated on Saturday, but if they win this game and then they go on the road and then they go on the road again, potentially in the AFC Championship game. This might be the last Chiefs game that you get the opportunity to see Chris Jones playing for the home team at Arrowhead. I don't know if Chris Jones is in that category with the, some of the players that I mentioned. I think there's a couple of different reasons why. I would say, number one, we have never really seen the business side of football with some of those players. You didn't really see the business side with Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Patrick Mahomes is really difficult to negotiate with, but he is just the one who has the most leverage of any player in the National Football League. And the Chiefs and Mahomes, they have done a really good job of keeping all of that out of the conversation, and they have, for the most part, dealt with the business side of football behind closed doors. We talk a lot about Travis Kelsey, who I believe has made tremendous amount of sacrifices to stay in Kansas City and continue to be a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. The business side with Travis Kelsey has never gotten ugly, never gotten public. They have always been able to resume things and continue things behind doors and continue to move forward. That didn't happen with Chris Jones. The business side not only spilled over to the offseason, it then trickled into the season. And the image of Chris Jones watching the Kansas City Chiefs play and sitting there alongside his two agents in a game in which I believe Travis Kelsey did everything physically possible to go out there and play for the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs lost that day. I don't know if Chris Jones will ever be able to erase that image out of a lot of people's minds. And the business side of football, I think, celebrates the players like Patrick Mahomes, like you should, and celebrate the players like Travis Kelsey, who have potentially made business sacrifices to continue to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not really sure what sacrifices Chris Jones has made. And that's not to condemn Chris Jones for his decisions. Football is a dangerous game and get as much out of football as you potentially. But as we are talking about this potentially being the end for Chris Jones, 
I wonder how much that bleeds over and carries over to how much do Chiefs fans really love Chris Jones? And I just don't know if he is beloved quite like some of those players that I named. You guys don't feel the same way about Chris Jones, in my opinion, that you feel about Jamal Charles, or you feel about Derek Johnson, or you feel about Tom Bahali, or Travis Kelsey, or Patrick Mahomes, even with all his success. I mean, Chris Jones is going to finish fifth all-time in sacks in Kansas City. He has been as good, if not better, than some of the best defensive players who have ever wore a Chiefs uniform, but it feels like there is a little bit of a disconnect between his success and his stature in the National Football League, and I think the way that you guys feel about him. So, Rob, I wanted to start today's show talking about this as we heard Chris Jones say this earlier today to the media. Could be my last uh, last game in Arrowhead, who knows. You know, but most importantly, we got a game to play. We're trying to make a deep run in this playoffs, and if it is my last time, then we got to make it worthwhile. Like, I'm reading the top two text messages. He's not in that same category. Another texter, Chris Jones, is not in that category at all. He sat out and he screwed us for week one. That is just very interesting to me because of this dynasty, of this time, Chris Jones has been the best defensive player during this run. Now, this is a run that has been led by your offensive players, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, an offensive-minded head coach. Like, this run has been fueled by the offense. But Chris Jones was incredible in that first Super Bowl against San Francisco. He made big plays last year in the AFC Championship game to help this team advance to get back to another Super Bowl. Chris Jones is the one defensively who has stayed. It wasn't Tyron Matthew. It wasn't Frank Clark that has stayed through this. Chris Jones has been here from start to finish of this run. And it feels like, at least in terms of the kind of player that he is, it feels like there should be more of a, we should wrap our arms around this player. He's one of our guys. He is a guy who was drafted by this organization, brought up in this organization, stuck around for a second contract in this organization, never been in trouble off the field, done good stuff in the community. It seems like Chris Jones should be like one of ours and get that measure of protection. And I just think the way that the last six months, eight months have really played itself out and everything that happened in St. Joe leading into his time uh, at the very beginning of the season, Rob, it just feels like there is a disconnect between Chiefs Kingdom and Chris Jones. Let me ask you maybe an unanswerable question. Because I don't think you're wrong. Chris Jones has should be in the same lore as Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Maybe a little bit behind those guys, but he should be ahead in the pecking order of all-time Chiefs of guys like Tomba Hali. I mean, he has accomplished more for the organization than a player like Tomba. And that's not to disparage Tomba. But I would say... If we polled 100 Chiefs fans, most would prefer Thomas career in Kansas City over Chris Jones. If Chris Jones signs an extension this offseason with the Chiefs and he finishes his career maybe fourth, maybe third all-time in Chiefs sack history and is a Chief for life with multiple rings, multiple playoff runs, the fun, gregarious guy, all the things, does that ever wash away that visual, that video of him in week one sitting with his agents? Is there anything he can do to regain that love, or is he always going to be relegated to that B tier of Chiefs fandom lore? I guess two parts of it, and we can read some text on this, 913-586-7610. I think at least one part of it with Chris Jones is, I think in order to get what you're talking about, I think it would have to be perceived that he took less money. 
Like, I think most Chiefs fans kind of know what he's worth on that open market and know what he's asking for. I think the uh, I think the conversation around Chris Jones, if he decides to stay and if they reach a long-term agreement, is that Chris Jones gave the Chiefs a pretty significant discount. I think Chris Jones is worth the 28 to $30 million a year. That's what the market, I think, says that he's worth. I think Chris Jones would have to take like 22 in order to get that love that you're talking about. And it is obvious Chris Jones really wanted to be in Kansas City and was willing to take less money to keep this thing rolling and all the success that they're having. I also feel very different to any great player that they've had. And maybe aside from Tyree, because there was off the field stuff that was going on, I feel like Chiefs fans are kind of ready for this time of his career to be over. And it's going to be very, very split for a player who this year I think could be first-team All-Pro, that could be second-team All-Pro. Chris Jones is still one of the elite, very best players at his position in the National Football League. But it feels like over the course of the last year, people are just kind of ready to move on and do something else. And because you got George Karloftis, because you got Felix DK, who we're expecting to see something from next year, because of how good Charles Aminahu has been this year, I think there are a lot of people that feel like, hey, if they lose Chris Jones, they'll be okay. Rob, how many times over the last four or five months, anytime we talk about, there are more people that are on the side of tag and trade than sign the player? Like, that is a proverbial wisdom. If we put a poll out there, what do you want the Chiefs to do this offseason with Chris Jones? Do you want them to pay the market, or do you want them to do a tag and trade? I think it would be overwhelming. I think it would be more than 60-40 tag and trade for a player who is still one of the elite, for a player who is the best player on one of the five best defenses in the NFL. You usually don't feel this way about a guy that you drafted, you developed, and you've had the amount of success that you've had with, like Chris Jones. That's why I'm saying I just don't think that Chris Jones is on that same level with those other guys. Mahomes and Kelsey are different. We're talking about guys who are arguably the greatest to ever play their position, certainly in the conversation for both of them. I don't think people feel that way about Chris Jones, but certainly one of the better defensive players that the Chiefs have had in their organization over the last 25 or 30 years, and it just doesn't feel like he is at that same level of love like some of those defensive players like Tom Bahali or Derek Johnson or some of the great defensive players that they've had. There was a time that I would say Eric Berry's popularity is more popular than we've ever seen Chris Jones be in Kansas City. It just feels like there's a little bit of a disconnect. Coming up on the other side, there are coaching moves happening in the National Football League, including Mike Vrabel, who was let go earlier today as the head coach for the Tennessee Titans. We'll discuss it right here. Keep it uh, right here. So drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Pasquale Moore. Remember, Mike's got this. Don't forget to catch Odyssey NFL insider Peter King every Tuesday at 4 p.m. right here on 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk experts expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. That will make the same prediction each and every season, and then eventually it'll be right. And then Rob will look at you and say, see, I told you. Well, of course. You eventually were going to get it right. If you predict KU to lose every year in the first round of the NCAA tournament, eventually you will be correct. And they'll lose in the first round. Rob has been, for as long as I've known Rob, he has told me that the other shoe was going to drop for the Tennessee Titans every year. Well, you know what? This year, it finally dropped. They were not very good. They were not very competitive, and they let their head coach today. Now, I don't know if they fired him today, but they didn't bring him back today. So call it what you want to call it. Rob, I'll kick this one to you first. Because I know what you're going to say, but I just want you to answer it anyway. Do you think Mike Vrabel is an overrated head coach? Because I think that Mike Vrabel got the absolute most out of the talent that he was given. Now, I don't know all the Tennessee Titans inner workings. I don't know how close he is with the general manager or any of those things. But if I look at their roster and the talent that they have as a team, I don't think their team is overly talented. I don't think they have a great quarterback, and I think they gave their quarterback a pretty big contract for somebody who is noticeably mediocre. They had one of the best, if not one of the five best wide receivers in the National Football League, and they wanted to be cheap. I think they've also locked themselves into some other bad deals. I don't really think that the Titans are one of the better rosters or really draft and incredibly well but I think that Mike Vrabel has been able to get the most out of that team and it's not just one run from Vrabel they had a couple other seasons in which they won double digit games they won 11 games in 2020 also won 12 games in 2021 he won coach of the year a couple of seasons ago I think that Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the National Football League, but I'm curious how you feel about Vrabel because this is a team that you have always waited for the other shoe to drop and a, and a team that I would say plays a pretty old-school style. Quarterback didn't do a whole lot, run the football effectively, play really good defense. You usually hate those kind of teams. I actually like Mike Vrabel, and I agree with you. He does more with less, better than almost any coach in the National Football League. He never had a quarterback in his tenure in Tennessee. Never. Like, not even a whiff of one. The closest they got was Mariota, who we all knew by the time he inherited Mariota, not a franchise guy. Went to the AFC title game with Ryan Tannehill. He was the one seed in the AFC with Ryan Tannehill. Like, I think Mike Vrabel did the absolute most with the least you could possibly do. 
My question is, and maybe this is the hateration in me, and that's fine. Is that because he and the GM never saw eye to eye and the GM said, hey, I got a coach who can do more with less. I got Marty Schottenheimer with a vest on and I'm going to just keep pumping out bad quarterbacks and know that guy is going to keep winning. Or is that because Vrabel felt like the risk ain't worth the reward and he's Belichickian and is happy with, you know, three fourth round picks on the roster that he's getting the most out of, but isn't willing to hemorrhage the future for the quarterback. Because even when their offense was viable, it was never an offense in the league. We went, Oh, they have one of those offenses. It was always man. Vrabel's getting the most out of guys you've never heard of. Is that the GM or is that him? I don't know for now. I'll blame the GM. I want to see what happens in his next stop. Well, I think we know where his next stop is going to be. If you are the new England Patriots to me, this just makes all the sense in the world. I don't think they're getting Jim Harbaugh as their next head coach. I'm not sure if they're getting Ben Johnson, who I'm really high on the offensive coordinator for the Detroit lions. I mean, this is just a move that just makes all the sense in the world. You go get Mike Vrabel. It is a natural transition from Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick goes somewhere else. I think he's going to be a head coach next uh, next season in the league. Atlanta makes a lot of sense. The commanders make a lot of sense. The Chargers could also be a team that goes gets Bill Belichick if they don't get their way in terms of head coach and who their next uh, head coach is going to be. You go get Mike Vrabel if you're the New England Patriots and you lock him in for the next couple of years and you can continue a lot of what you've done and kind of keep the core of that Patriot way and your identity as an organization. It just makes all the sense in the world to me if you're New England, if you go out there and you go get Vrabel. I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel is a really good coach, and I'm just a big believer in your ability to maximize the talent. Like One of the complaints that you have about New England this year is I just don't think they got the most out of that roster. And if you're telling me that Bill Belichick is the best coach that we have ever seen, I didn't see a football team that was indicative of that. I don't think that that Titans team is very good. The fact that they won six games this year and as a team that you know, hey, if you go on the road against Tennessee, it's going to be a fight, I think is a testament to the coach, a testament to the culture that they've built. And I understand why the Titans want to go in a new direction. Ryan Tannehill's probably not going to be their quarterback next year. Derrick Henry's going to go play for another team. Hey, it's time for us to, we've done this. We've had six years of Mike Vrabel. We've had great success. We appreciate everything we've done. We want to allow him to go in another opportunity and go in a different direction. We also want to do the same thing here in Tennessee. I understand why both sides are ready to move on and want a new challenge. Real quick. Because I've seen this sentiment a lot. I don't think it's wrong that Mike Vrabel to the Patriots is coming. Mike Vrabel to the Patriots makes all the sense in the world. And I think it's going to happen. I think we're getting a news alert between now and the Super Bowl that Mike Vrabel is the new coach of the Patriots. Is that weird to anyone else other than me? If you're the Patriots, why are you pushing Bill Belichick out to sign a Bill Belichick guy? I know he's not on the coaching tree because he never coached for Belichick. I know he technically came from Ohio State in Houston, but we know Vrabel, you know, cut his teeth as a player in New England and then came to Kansas City because of his connection to New England and Scott Pioli. Is it odd to anyone else that the Patriots game plan is, hey, we're over Belichick, we need a fresh start, and we're going to hire younger buffer Bill Belichick? I don't think that's a bad thing. Sometimes I just think things reach its expiration. Like I was going to say about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, it's over. Hey, I came here to Michigan for a purpose, and I accomplished that. 
I turned this program who could never beat Ohio State. You remember, Urban Meyer used to kick Big Blue's teeth in for about a decade. (laughs) And they were, hey, how do we catch up? How do we catch up? The football gods gave them a gift. You got maybe the best football coach in the world to agree to come there. And as at every single turn, he has said no to the NFL. He could have left three years ago, two years ago, last Every single turn, he has said no to the NFL and had a goal of, I want Michigan to win the national championship. They did that. We saw yesterday that Michigan is the best team in the country. On a neutral site, they're better than Georgia. On a neutral site, they're better than Oregon or Ohio State or whatever team that you want to throw in that conversation. I think we saw the best team in college football yesterday. It's over. Hey, thank you for everything that you have done for this university. Thank you for everything that you have done for this program, for this community. Good luck to you as you go back to the NFL and try to win a Super Bowl. You've already won a national championship. Let's go see if you can win a Super Bowl championship as well as you came really close with the San Francisco 49ers. It's over. I would say the Belichick's time in New England, it's over. I would say Mike Vrabel's time in Tennessee, it's over. On a very different end of the spectrum, if you're Jim Harbaugh, it's over. I came here with the goal, a clear purpose at Michigan. I have accomplished that. I'm losing Corum next year. I'm losing McCarthy next year. I'm losing a lot of this, guys. I was listening to a podcast earlier today. They think that this Michigan team might have the most players drafted in this upcoming draft. They think almost 17 players could get drafted off this Michigan team. So they're about to start over and have a reset as a program. It's time for you to reset. You bring in that offensive coordinator who was the interim head coach, assistant head coach. Whenever Harbaugh was there, he steps up. This is his job now. And you move forward as an organization. I think Belichick is the most desirable free agent that we have had in the NFL in a long time. More than Gruden was, more than the conversations about Bill Cowher, more than any coach that I can think of in, in, uh, in recent memory. He is guaranteed to work. There's some coaches that you think would work. Like tomorrow, if Lincoln Riley said, hey, I want to be an NFL head coach, you think it could work. He has shown you that he can coach offense as well as anybody in the world. There's no doubt in my mind that whatever team Harbaugh picks, it will work. I'm not going to downplay that if he goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Like, oh, no. If he goes to the Chargers, it will work. If he goes to the Commanders, it will work. If he goes to whatever franchise he decides that his next job is going to be, it's going to work. It's worked everywhere. Stanford was bad. He got Stanford to being viable and relevant. San Francisco, he got Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. Alex Smith was thought to be a bust until Jim Harbaugh came around and he changed the trajectory of Alex Smith's career. He then decided to leave there. He went to Michigan. They won the national championship for the first time since 1998. And now he is deciding to go back to the NFL. It has worked everywhere that he had gone from San Diego state to Michigan. Every single stop. He has won at the absolute highest level. There's no doubt in my mind it will work for him next year. Now what you, what program, what organization is most willing to throw up the paper? Cause he is about to sign the largest contract we've ever seen for a head coach. Isn't what he's about to do narrative wise be called the Pete Carroll, because let's be honest as the Connor stallions investigation continues to swirl around Ann Arbor 
Fans will never forget that they beat Washington last night. You won't forget it. I won't forget it. It is going to be on our minds forever. As much as the NCAA tells us, hey, that didn't happen. You know, it evaporates from your mind. That's not how the world works. But that Connor Stein's investigation could end in some firings, some banner coming down, some no longer acknowledging personal accomplishments. The same way the NCAA was knocking on the door at Southern California and Pete Carroll said, deuces, I'm a Seahawk now, can't touch me. The same way Chip Kelly said, whoa, whoa, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm out of here, NFL bound. Isn't part of the narrative with Harbaugh, the NCAA is probably coming and the Stallions investigation is probably going to wrap up in a poor light for him and he's going to be already out of there so you can't punish him? I think the way that we feel about cheating in the NCAA is drastically different when the Pete Carroll stuff happened. It was the biggest thing. Oh my goodness, they gave Reggie Bush's mom a house? How could you do that? I think the way we feel about cheating Michigan clearly cheated, like obviously cheated. No doubt in my mind that they cheated. I just think the way we feel about it now is very different because we know sort of how the sausage is made in college football, and I just don't know what the rules are anymore. So I certainly get the analogy, and I get the comparison between USC and Michigan. I just don't know if people are going to care. You know what I think it'll be? I think it'll be like Cam Newton's championship. Like we kind of laugh. Cam Newton probably got paid to go to Auburn. If he got paid to go to Auburn, good. Because the amount of money that Auburn has made off of Cam Newton, it pales in comparison to the amount of money that we think they paid him to go play football at Auburn. You remember the scam Newton and ha, 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 we think your dad got money for you to go. Was it $100,000? You should have gave Cam Newton $5 million to go play football at Auburn for all the success that you guys had when he was there. That's how I think we'll look back at this coaching scandal with uh, Connor Stallions and everything that is happening with Michigan. Let's get back to the NFL playoffs. Rob, if you can hit me a little NFL music, I've got a toss-up question to ask you. 913-586-7610. All right, Rob. This week, I would say that there is going to be a theme on the show because you know that Ace Ventura Pet Detective is one of my favorite movies. And you remember in the movie, they were talking to Einhorn. She said... What do you know about pressure? Well, I'm going to ask you that question. Which of these teams do you think has the most pressure heading in to the playoffs? In the AFC side, is it the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills? In the NFC side, do you think it's the one-seed San Francisco or the two-seed Dallas Cowboys? Out of the top four seeds in this playoff, The 2-1 seeds, San Francisco and Baltimore. The 2-2 seeds, Buffalo and Dallas. Which of those teams do you think has the most pressure? So I'm going to rank it 1-4. to I'll start with number four, the team with the least pressure. I think it's the Niners. The Niners have a coach we all think is fantastic. I know he needs an extension, but I assume they'll get that done. They have a quarterback on not just a rookie contract. They have a quarterback on a seventh-round rookie contract heading into his third year, year, excuse me. It's not prohibitive at all. You maybe extend him at the end of the next season and you're fine. You're in good shape. You can continue to be the most talented roster in the NFL because of that situation. I think Kyle Shanahan originally needs to cash one in, but I think as long as they roll with Purdy, they have a cap advantage over their other teams so they are in a fine shape 
I have it three pressure wise, the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have a lot of pressure. They're five or six tiers up from the Niners. They just, there's only four of these to choose from. So they come in third. Lamar Jackson is a going to be a multiple time MVP winner. And if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, people are going to talk about him like he's the modern day Dan Marino. Great from September to January. But the minute the calendar turns, he disappears like dust in the wind. He needs a title, but I don't think there's as much pressure on him as the other two teams. A notch up from that Dallas Dallas is under consistent pressure always because their owner's a crazy person. He believes they're still America's team. It never stopped being 1998 in the big D with Jerry Jones. He thinks they should win the Super Bowl every year. They're the toast of the town, this, that, and the other. But they've been quietly nothing since the turn of the century. Basically nothing. Romo, Bledsoe, Dak, they've all accomplished nothing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there's some conference title banners, but cool. As long as Jerry Jones is the owner, there is always pressure there to be what the 90s Cowboys were. And there is a report that... People don't know for certain if Mike McCarthy is safe. If they lose in the playoffs to the Packers or Lions, there are going to be questions about their head coach following a season. They were the two seed and they won their division. That is enormous pressure always. It's what you sign up for in Dallas, but there's a different animal. And number one is the Bills. Everything we've said about Lamar Jackson or I said about Lamar Jackson applies to Josh Allen, but worse because he didn't have any personal hardware. He's just a good quarterback who makes great plays and we all say is top five, but has nothing to show for other than came close against the Chiefs once. Had the Bengals at home win the snow, but couldn't get it done that one time. He had that one game. You remember? He has those moments, no actual hardware. And I talk about how easy life is for the Niners cap wise. Oh boy, are the Bills different. The Bills are in a bad cap situation. They're kind of tied into Diggs, who probably is going to pop off and be angry this offseason because that's what he does. They're tied into Vaughn Miller, who they can cut but to eat a lot of dead cap. Their coach is a weirdo. They don't have a defensive coordinator. I mean, there are issues we've talked about with Buffalo that have been swirling for about four to five months, and they have staved them off. A Super Bowl kind of eases all that anger underneath the surface, but Buffalo, if they lose and if they lose early, the same conversations we had last January exist, but 10 times worse up in Orchard Park. I actually have it ranked this way. I have the Niners at four. I do think there is a small window here with San Francisco. I think we are in the middle of it. You know how I believe in the NFL. I know you think, well, Purdy's 24 years old. Things close real quick in the NFL. You never know how much longer you have George Kittle. Next year, an injury happens to Dabo or to Debo Samuel. Excuse me. Brandon Ayuk could leave in free agency. I mean, right now, you have the perfect balance of cheap quarterback and very talented roster. I think the fire is going to turn up a little bit more on San Francisco next season as opposed to this one. I think they have the least amount of pressure on them to win and cash in this year. I actually have the Bills at three. The reason I have the Cowboys over the Bills, let's say that the Bills lose on Sunday. I don't think that they're firing their head coach. If the Cowboys lose on Sunday, I think they are firing their head coach. I don't think Mike McCarthy is coming back if they fire him. 
I just can see Jerry doing something very rash. I mean, this is this is the best chance that the Cowboys have had in probably the last 20 years to make a run. You have avoided San Francisco, at least in that second round. You win this week. The Lions potentially can be coming to you and playing in that second round. And who knows what happens in the NFC Championship game. Maybe San Francisco loses in the second round, and now you are hosting it. This is the best path that we have potentially seen for Dallas in the last 20, 25 years to actually make a run. If they blow that losing a home game to Jordan Love, I don't think Mike McCarthy's going to be able to get it. So I think there's more pressure on the Cowboys than the Bills for that reason. I got the Ravens number one for this reason. As great and dominant as the era was for the New England Patriots, other guys got championships during that time. Rodgers got his championship during that time. Russell Wilson got his championship. Ben Roethlisberger. Like, there were five, six different quarterbacks that also got rings in the process of Brady getting his. This feels like one of the ones that Lamar needs to get. And I would say more so than Josh Allen. This is your season, Lamar. You won MVP. You just had a bye week. You're healthy. They got you all the weapons that you wanted. They got you another running back for the postseason in Dalvin Cook. This should be as fresh and as healthy of a Baltimore Ravens team that we've seen heading into the postseason in an AFC that's down and a league that's down this year. If you're the Ravens and you don't cash this one in, it will haunt you for the rest of your career. It will haunt you. It will haunt you. The same way if you're a team, if you're John Calipari, and you look at a couple of those Kentucky teams like, wait, we had DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, and Eric Bledsoe, and we didn't even make the final four? How? The same way that that haunts you or that you didn't win the championship in a year in which you went undefeated up until the final four of your John Calipari? I think it will haunt the Ravens in the exact same way. I think they're I think they have the most pressure going into this postseason because I think they're the clear best team. And I just don't think we used to say this about the Chiefs, that their A game was better than every other team's A game. I don't know what the Chiefs A game looks like. What game are we using as, hey, this is when the Chiefs are good? That game against the Chargers, that game against Buff or the game against uh Chicago early on in the season. I know for a fact that the Ravens a game is better than everybody else. And if they don't play their a game and they get eliminated at home for the second time when Lamar won MVP, it is going to be a very, very long and uncomfortable off season for the one seed in the AFC. We'll ask you guys this question. 913-586-7610. What team do you think has the most pressure heading into the postseason? Do you think it's the one seed Ravens in the AFC the two seed Buffalo Bills are over on the NFC side. Is it the Cowboys or the Niners? We'll keep this conversation going. And there was a Miami Dolphins fan that the mayor of Kansas City responded to. You want to hear what he had to say. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. I want to tell you guys that this Friday, January 12th, starting at 6 o'clock at Cinderblock Brewery, we will have our third annual playoff Pilsner release. This is one of my favorite events that we do. It's just always a lot of fun. It's always great seeing you guys, having a couple beers, talking a little sports, getting ready for the postseason. I always enjoy this event every single year. Dusty will be there broadcasting live starting at 6. Everyone from 610 Sports Radio will be there. I'll be there. Rob will be there. The middays, the morning, Bink. Anybody that you hear on these airwaves will be there. Even a lot of our contributors. Pete's there. Nate will be there. Sean Barber will be there. It's always a lot of fun. There also will be F325 Barbecue. They're doing a special tailgate menu. They got wings, loaded mac and cheese, barbecue sandwiches. It's always a great time. I also am going to tell you that we will be playing left, right, center, so come prepared. Because I don't want – Rob, you know what I don't want? I don't want us telling people that we are going to play, and then it's like, oh, why didn't you – I wasn't ready. Well, then you're not playing the game. You think we're just playing this game for fun? We're just passing around Jolly Ranchers? That's not how I'm playing the game. So if you know what I'm talking about and you are coming to this thing, I'm just telling you to be prepared for that. If you don't want to play and you just want to sit back and drink and you want to come up and ask me, hey, what do I think the Royals are going to do this season? Great. I'm excited to do that. I'm telling you my plan is to play left, right, center. That's my plan. That's what I'm going to be doing. You can come over and say hello while I'm doing that, but I want you to be ready, and I want you to be prepared for the game. Rob, I did that read to the best of my ability. I'm happy that I did that. Coming up at uh, at the top of the hour, I want to tell you guys about the Chiefs run game. Sometimes I sit at home and I think of running back topics just to upset Rob. Like, I don't think about it for any other reason. I know how much Rob hates running backs, so I just specifically think of running back topics just to see how Rob responds to them, and I think I've got a really good one. We'll talk about that here coming up in a bit. I would like to read you the tweet of a man. His name is Mike Williams. Now, I don't know Mike Williams, but this is what he said. He's a Dolphins fan. So Kansas City is telling people to stay inside. But they want to have a game at NFL, at NFL Players Association. The Dolphins and Chiefs game should be moved to Indianapolis to protect our players, families, and their fans. (laughs) Mike, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you're listening to this, but I want to tell you this anyway. If your team didn't want to come to the cold of Kansas City, you had an opportunity to avoid it. You want to know what happens? You lost. You had an opportunity on Sunday evening at home, by the way, against a team in your division. You want to know the reason why you were going on the road in round one? You want to know the reason why you aren't playing in Miami this season? You lost. You limped to the finish line. 
So no, we still got three, four days of snow removal. You know how much I hate the cold, but if they gotta get me out there with a shovel and some hand warmers and some salt to help this game be played at Arrowhead, I will do my part as a Kansas Cityan. This is the reward you get when you win your division. You wouldn't know nothing about that. You went on the road last season to Buffalo. You lost in round one. You're going on, ro on the road in round one against Kansas City. You're underdogs in this game. If you want to avoid the cold weather, Miami, win more games. Be better. And you wouldn't be in this situation. I hope it snows a little bit more. I hope it's even colder than what they think it's going to be on Saturday just for Mike Will. So I hope this message gets to him in the warmth and the sun of Miami, Florida. I've been there. Beautiful. South Beach is everything that you dream. But you had your opportunity to avoid the elements. And you lost. So now what you better do, dress warm. Rob, I want to say this while we're talking about it. And you can turn the music off if you would like. Because you guys know where I am. We have this debate when it's hot outside. Hey, would you rather it be January or July? And you guys tell me how miserable July is and how, well, when it's hot, you can't do anything to get cooler. But when it's cold, you just got to put more layers on. Hey, this Chiefs game is for you. Some of you complain about how expensive Chiefs games are. That ain't going to be a problem on Saturday night. I'm looking at it right now. Rob, you can get into this game for $60. That's on Tuesday. Wait until we get closer to kickoff. You're going to be able to get in this game for about $22 to sit upstairs. So if you, if you are somebody that doesn't mind the cold, if you are one of those people that, hey, I don't mind being cold, I'm telling you, this is, this is the game for you. You can go to this game for probably less than $100 all in, parking and tickets. Go ahead out there and get you a nice little North Face, nice little Patagonia, little scarf, little scully. Get you some hand warmers and go out there and cheer on your Chiefs. You want to know where I'm going to be? In the house. That's where I'm going to be. You want to know where I'm going to be? Inside. Nice 72, 73 degrees. No line for the bathroom. Beer. Cheap. Whatever I want to eat. I ain't got to... You know what? Pizza, wings. What? You know, I might go. I might go crazy. I might get the presidential platter just for me. You know, who knows? That's the kind of options I got in the house when I'm warm and toasty. I don't ever want to go outside when they're talking about Gatorade flavors. When they start saying Arctic Chill, Arctic Blast, I don't want to be outside for that. Once they start talking about gum flavors, and that's how they're describing the weather outside, that ain't for Carrington. No, no thanks. I don't want it. See, Dot, you sound as soft as that Dolphins fan right now. Are you going to the game? I don't dislike the cold. I don't mind the cold. What's that Bane line from Batman? You were merely born into it? Yeah, that's how I feel about the cold. Are you going to the game? You know how much I love No, you're not answering my question. I know what you're doing here. I you're have, spinning. I, I don't have tickets to the game. If I had tickets, I'd go. We can get you. We can figure that out. We can go to Stop Up, right? You want to go to the game? I don't fear the cold. Speaking do you want to go to the game? Speaking of not fearing the cold, here's how little I fear the no, cold. No, I'm asking you right now. Do you want to go? If you, you want to go to the game, Rob. I don't want to pay. No, I, I'm if, if, if you want to go that bad, you know what? I'll go ahead and put this early. This could be your wedding gift. You and your queen could just be out there in the cold freezing. 
We can figure this out right now. We can make two phone calls. Wop. Right now, they got section 330, row 31. You're going to be up there. $70 a piece. That's on Tuesday. That ticket's going to be $20 here by the end of the week. You're not going to the game because you don't want to go to the game. Price is not, it is not a hindrance for this game if you want to go badly enough. Rob, it's okay to say, I don't want to go to the game because it's too cold. It's all right. I say it proudly. I say it as a badge of honor. Look outside. It looks like a postcard outside. I don't want to be outside in this. Can, the can weather I... outside is frightful. So the football inside is delightful. I don't know why you're scared of the cold. I embrace the cold. Speaking of the cold, January 27th, you know what I'm doing? Polar plunge in Lee Summit at Longview Lake. Come out and see me at the end of January as I jump into an we ice can't promote, cold we lake. Can't, we can't promote everything. We got to promote playoff Pilsner right now. We can't be promoting. <laughs> we can't be promoting polar plunge. We need you to come to the playoff Pilsner first. Then we can promote your polar plunge. That's the most two Americas thing I ever heard in my life. You wouldn't be out there jumping in a lake with me. They asked me first. I declined. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me first. Hey, Carrington, be great for the show. Whose show? <laughs> Not my show. That is not great for my show. I'm, I'm happy to support whatever cause. Where's this money going to? Special Olympics, the kids. I will donate to the kids. You can donate. I'm not donate my body. You can donate to the Missouri Special Olympics. My health. At somo.org backslash plunge. Or you can take part. Do whatever feels right. <laughs> okay, you got it. Hey, you got it. I'm about to be like Michael Jordan. Blank them kids. I'm not jumping in that cold water to support them kids. They're not going to come help me when I got pneumonia. Do you think that MVS could catch pneumonia? He can't catch anything else. Do you think he could catch that? I mean, he does so much cardio. His body's in pretty good shape. <laughs> he's got great. He's got a great immune system. Great immune, immune boosters for your boy MVS. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, I spent this morning, I thought of a running back topic just for Rob. I'll tell him what it is. Keep it right here. It's the drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 